You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, Grab your mouse and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 392. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local. Well, my friend, we've got a lot to cover, don't we? Holy oh crap. man, it's been a busy day. Yeah, well, we've had we missed last week, so we've got man, it was full of news that week. So we've got and we got another <laughs> yeah. full week. So lots to lots to fill in here, but there is an exciting beginning. Very, very exciting. Probably one of the, the most exciting things that's happened that we've reported on on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what is that, John? Dexter is coming back. Yes, <laughs> TV Dexter. Yes, Dexter's awesome. And I, I really hope that they dive into a lot of these social economic issues that the world is dealing with today. Dexter during a pandemic would be amazing. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my god. Anyway, we're very excited about that. So we'll yes. You know, geek out about it later, personally. Um, yeah, we got real, real SEO stuff to talk about. Though. Yes, exactly. Holy crap, do we ever? Okay, so um, I know you're you're very passionate about this one. So why don't you lead away? So um, we we record the show early. I'm just I'm I assume everybody knows that. But yesterday, late in the day, Google announced via Twitter that they're going to disable the uh, request indexing feature within Google Search Console. They, they didn't tell us much about it other than it, they expect it to be maybe a couple weeks that it'll be down. Um, and they're doing it because they're um, updating infrastructure. That's pretty much all we know. Now, a lot of people specifically use this tool. Um, I know there's a lot of SEOs who use this tool that don't want to wait for Google's crawlers to come around to index new content, which can take a week or so on many sites. Um, so they go into Search Console and they request it be indexed, and so it gets indexed faster. That that's that's a that's a way to use this tool. Um, it's not specifically what it was designed for, but people have been doing that. So um, you're not going to be able to do that for a couple of weeks. 
Um, where it does get tricky is when people use this tool for what it was designed for, which is um, how we use it, uh, how I use it in my job. So at a, at a news organization, we are very, very focused on making sure the content that we represent is accurate, true, legal, all that kind of stuff. We, we want to be as, as transparent and honest as possible. You mean you're not Sometimes, fake news? We're not fake news, <laughs> believe it or not. But, but that said, sometimes mistakes are made yeah. or sometimes um, people contact us and demand we take down content for legal reasons, which they have the right to do and we should take it down. In that case, um, we get indexed amazingly fast. I mean, our, our pages are indexed within five minutes in most cases, right? Um, because we're news sites and Google comes back and checks us all the time. In the first three days when we're in the Google News, news cycle, after you fall out of that Google News cycle, which is about three days long um, from publication, then you, you kind of fit back into standard organic search, right? Where things are not going to get crawled again until the crawler decides it wants to come crawl it, which could be weeks, you know, like anybody else. The problem is if we get a legal, if we get a legal notice, say you have to take this content down and our lawyers say, yeah, we have to take that content down. We'll take it off the site immediately, but it will still be in the index until the, the spiders come around with the old content. And if it's illegal, we want to get it out of that index as fast as possible. So we use, that's what we use the tool for. We, we, we request indexing when content is changed. Maybe a reporter made a mistake on somebody's name and got the wrong person's name in. We want to fix that as soon as possible, especially if it's in a title or a meta description, right? Mm -hmm. That's what this tool is used for. And it can have some serious repercussions for us as a media company not to be able to, to, change this stuff as quickly as possible. So for the next couple of weeks, we are kind of floating around in limbo, um, hoping that we don't get any serious, you know, requests that require us to really quickly update the index. So it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. But to me, um, and, and our, we had, a, and we got a lot of stuff today. So we're not probably not going to be able to get to any listener questions. Um, but I did have one on our Facebook page from Josh Rowe today asking about this specific thing. And his question was, Google confirmed the, the request indexing feature on Google search will be down for some time due to infrastructure changes. His question is, does anyone have more info on what's being changed, right? So they did say in their announcement that they're doing this because they're changing the infrastructure, which is a big change. I mean, that's with you changing infrastructure, that's not a simple thing, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know if that infrastructure is physical infrastructure. We don't know if it's um, a strategic infrastructure of how the different algorithms or software packages work together. We just don't know any of that. My guess, and, you, and, and tell me what you think, Ross, is that we've seen a lot of indexing, indexing bugs in the past six months or so, sporadically right? Mm -hmm. And this is part of a larger picture fix to that problem, which tells me that it wasn't just simply a coding bug. It was an infrastructure problem that could be causing those types of issues we've been seeing over the past six months. What's your thought, Ross? I, I mean, that's the only thought that makes sense, but I, I, it is all supposition. We don't know. Um, yeah, that, exactly. that it, it is 
likely that's I cannot I cannot see any other reason why they would make such an alarming change. I mean, anyone who gets what you just said, like really understands it, knows that from a legal aspect, this can get Google in hot water. Um, I don't know exactly how quickly or, you know, maybe they've got enough uh, disclaimers built in somehow that they're fine, but yeah. it's not going to make them very, uh, make a lot, it's going to make a lot of people unhappy. Um, so they must have a major reason to have this done. Now, I wonder though, are there not other ways to get that done? Um, you know, if your site's being indexed that often, can you not do uh, a no index on the page, meta no index? We can, but it still has to be crawled first. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, your stuff shows up so quickly. Well, we're, we're not going to put stuff, we're not going to publish something that we don't want people to find. The problem happens when mistakes are made or there's, yeah. you know, we're told things have to be changed that we don't have control over, right? And it's, if it's during that three-day window of the news cycle in Google News, we could probably make the update and be relatively confident it'll get picked up by the, the spiders pretty quickly. If it's beyond that three-day window or so, then we have to wait like everybody mm. else does for the spiders to come back around. Because yeah, it's deeper, it's out of date, right? Exactly. Huh. Yeah, it, it, it is a bit dumbfounding that they would go this route. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I, I would be really shocked if you guys won't hear something from them about how to manage this. Um, you have to have yeah. those connections, right? Being a, a newspaper. We, we have connections, but I would have expected those connections to give us a little bit of a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they don't give us heads up on stuff very often. Uh, but this is a big thing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't envy you. I, I'm sure this is going to be headache city. At, uh, I, I guess it's got to be done. Hopefully it makes a, a much better Google at the end of this. Exactly. Hopefully it it's worth the couple weeks of stress to never have those indexation <laughs> issues that we've had this past six months where content just doesn't get indexed at all. Fingers crossed or, it's only a couple or weeks. Yes. Some of these other bugs that we, we saw that we had on the list for last week <laughs> that happened just the beginning of the month or the end of last month. What it, so do you want to talk about those? Well, these are your notes, but I'm oh okay. You know, I can I could do it if you want. Yeah. I just didn't want to take all the air. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm going to have lots to talk about, so don't worry about it. Okay, that. all right, okay. Yeah. So the end of September, starting around the 20th, though a lot of people had reported like the 22nd or 23rd, there was a couple different indexation bugs um, running around. People were talking about. Um, first one was a canonicalization bug where um, the, uh, um, let's see. Well, that was the thing. There's not a lot about this. <laughs> yeah, there's not. Uh, the canonization bug was basically um, pages were not being canonicalized correctly. So um, for, for our newer SEOs out there, every single page Google has in its index has a canonical URL assigned to it. Whether you use the canonical tag or not, Google is going to assign a canonical page to that URL. Now, some reports that I saw people were now, getting to listeners. What that means is that that okay. will be the only URL they pay attention to anything else. That's a, a slight derivative of that email of that, that URL, but goes to the same page will just be kind of like redirected in a sense to that 
main URL. That's the only one they're going to pay attention to. Yeah, and not just URLs. If the content on two pages are duplicated, yes, yeah. and they will assign a canonical, say which one of those two pages is the one we're going to pay attention to. Yeah, right? which one and is the one you want to really show in in search? Or in this case, they're going to show it. Wants to show in search. Yeah, if they're yeah. assigning row, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what was happening was Google was somehow assigning canonicals to pages that were completely irrelevant to the content on the actual page, <laughs> right? So Oops. this was a big problem because people were ranking really well because they had great content and all of a sudden they get this, this errant canonical added to their page and also they dropped out of the index or dropped out of you know their rankings and lost a ton of traffic. Now, Google said this only impacted at about 0.2% of its entire index. Like zero two. Zero, you're correct. I was reading the wrong number because that's our next bug. Uh, <laughs> the 0.02% is the canonicalization one. And when you think about the fact that Google, and they say of their index, uh, and that's not of their search results. Because I had a conversation with someone about this, whether the index is the same as what can appear in the search results, right? And I believe the index is everything, including all the duplicate content, including stuff that they know about that's put that's like has a no index meta tag. It's everything. So mm. there, there's debate on that, how you want to talk about the index. Okay. Anyway, I disagree, but go on. All right. So next, they, they said um, on October 2nd that they had restored about 10% of that 0.02% and they're still working on getting it fixed, right? Um, Barry Schwartz, who had wrote an article on this on October 2nd, said he's seen a lot more, uh, actually after October 2nd, he's seen a lot more that's been restored since October 2nd. So that's coming along and being fixed. The second issue that was happening at the same time <laughs> was a mobile indexing issue. Um, it actually happened earlier, but it spiked around the same time, right? And that's the one that was an issue that was about 0.2%, not 0.02%, but 0.2% of their index. And as of that October 22nd date, when Google talked about this, they had already restored about 25% of that. I personally haven't found anything that told me what the details of the mobile indexing issue were. So I don't know how to explain that to you at this point, um, but there was some kind of mobile indexing issue. So if you were seeing problems with mobile versions of your pages, that could have been what it was. And, and to kind of tie this all together, those are the kind of issues that have been happening sporadic, sporadically over the past six months. We've had news stories not being indexed, we have con new content not being indexed, stuff like that, which I personally believe is kind of what they're trying to deal with when they um, disabled that indexation request tool. Yeah, we, we, we spoke about, I'm not sure if you were on, the, on that particular episode, we've spoke about how, um, news organizations that maybe had launched after a specific date, I can't remember what it was, but after a specific time, um, just weren't getting into the index, into Google News. And it was frustrating the hell out of them. Um, yeah, that's a whole separate issue. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, all that's, who knows if that's connected. I mean, all of this is, it's just a bit of a wild mess. Um, I can't even imagine how much they have to detangle on a regular basis there, though. Yeah, I don't believe, and do not quote me on this. This is pure speculation from just based on experience. I don't believe whether you get included in as a news publisher currently is a algorithmic process. I think it's more of a algorithmic, algorithmic plus manual process. Um, um, 
So I'm not sure that that is completely tied into this, but it might be. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many things going on. Yeah. It's hard to tell. All right. Well, there you go. There's not much more information about that. When we were looking through it, it was very vague. So we've told you what we can. Um, there's not even been any new news on that yet. Um, and I guess yeah. maybe that'll come out in the wash later. Okay. Uh, well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, some fairly exciting updates to uh, Cloudflare and WordPress. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. 
Okay, so uh, uh, this is again, this is a couple weeks old now, but it is important. Um, if you haven't heard about it, uh, Cloudflare has introduced automatic platform optimization for WordPress. Uh, now, what is this? <laughs> well, first of all, what's Cloudflare? So Cloudflare, um, I hope I don't bungle this description. We use it, I, I use it all the time. Essentially, um, it acts as a delivery portal, kind of like a content delivery network for your website. Um, well, essentially, that is what it is. But there are uh, levels of, there's a free option, and then there's levels that include a lot more, op, a lot more configuration. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When you say it's kind of like a, a CDN or content delivery network, I always thought it was one. What, what do you think is the difference? You use it. I, I don't use it. Why is it not a content delivery network? No, that's why I corrected myself. I said, yeah, it is. I mean, oh, okay. right. here, I'll read off their internet, their, their knowledge panel. Cloudflare is an American web infrastructure and website security company providing content delivery network services, uh, denial of service mitigation, internet security, and distributed domain name service services. So um, yeah. it's very handy to use. Again, it's free. And I love that it's free. The basic is anyway. Um, it does speed up, especially WordPress sites, just out of the box, simply because of a lot of hosting is just not great when it comes to this. And if you update your DNS, it happens, it propagates way faster using Cloudflare <laughs> around the world. Um, now that said, they've added this new uh, um, this new service that only costs $5. If you don't have any of the other services, it's only $5 um, at Cloudflare. Um, so. You may have everything free, but pay five bucks a month, you'll get this. And what it does is it actually applying a lot of page speed optimizations to, again, this is, um, uh, what would you, what's the term for this? It's under, under the covers. We don't really know everything they're doing, but they are apparently improving the speed of Word, uh, WordPress websites for only $5 a month to deliver a better experience for users going to those specific websites. Now, the reason I say apparently is I tested it on our site and we have, uh, hey, our site is far from perfect. There's a lot of issues with it and we've already done a lot of work on it, um, but it actually didn't improve it at all using the automatic platform optimization. Um, but there are many websites that have, they've seen dramatic increases in speed. Um, the, it's been night and day uh, and for five bucks, <laughs> you can't beat that. Um, you know, so quick question then. Yeah. So with the sites that have seen dramatic improvements versus your site, which didn't see really any improvements, what do you think the difference is? Is it the hosting? Is it the site itself? Is it the CMS? Do you have any idea what? I think it's all the above. I mean, it could be any of the above. Yeah. Um, hosting, especially. Um, hosting is a, a, a real red flag. In fact, um, shared hosting is actually mentioned um, in many of the reviews online about this service. They're mentioning that people who have really cheap hosting should jump on this immediately because the content del delivery network and the system that they've built into it, this automatic optimization um, is rapidly or is, is severely, oh God speaking, is improving the speed a lot. They're seeing huge gains. Um, so all of a sudden you can go at a cheaper solution potentially for your hosting and get super speeds. So if you're on one of those networks, hosting networks, or where you've got like 
10,000 sites on a single server, hmm. this would be a really good option for you. But let's say you have your own dedicated server, it might not be as impactful. No, and, and we're in kind of this funny position where we have a, a fairly high-end service at um, WP Engine for our website, but it is technically shared. It's very high-end shared, but it's shared. Um, and we can get our page speed much higher with our own work on it. We're trying to do that ourselves. Uh, but anyway, okay. uh, there is a dedicated version. We're thinking about going to dedicated, and then I'm sure we'll see even more improvements. However, when it comes right down to it, automatic platform optimization wasn't the secret sauce for us. It wasn't a, a, an amazing help. But I would, I would wager that it will be for many. And what I suggest you do is if you're going to try this out, run GT metrics, uh, just type in GT metrics uh, in Google, you'll find it. Run a scan of your website, get a benchmark for how fast it is before you do the switch over and then run it. And also run Google PageSpeed Insights on your site before and after and see what kind of improvements you see and, and you may be blown away. So how much work was it to install? It was actually very simple. Um, you just had to ensure that you had the Cloudflare plugin um, on your site. Um, and so that's what does the uh, APO, the automatic platform optimization. And that of course you had an account. Um, and before all of that, um, if to ensure that your account actually works, you have to point your DNS for your domain to Cloudflare so it can manage it. Okay, so it's it's a simple process. Doesn't for cost a somewhat technical much. person it is, yes. For a technical person. So for like an average barbershop owner, they're probably not going to be able no. to do this on their own. No. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if it, even if it makes dramatic improvements to your page speed, this year there's been a lot of talk about page speed itself not being as important of a factor as it used to be, right? Well, core so web vitals it, are, but I mean, it's still in principle, many of the same concept, you know, speed. They want the better result, a better experience. Experience, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to get into this, but yeah, it's, yeah. And and I've always said, if somebody asks me, "What's the best page speed for my site?" and I'm like, "Well, page speed isn't measured per site; it's measured per page." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the best speed is absolutely better than your competitors. Yeah. There's no number to shoot for you need to be better than your competitors. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers four to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. I mean, if you can get them down to one second load time, you're 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 singing, you're yeah. happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, if you're really that worried about page speed, AMP is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then you're yeah. Well, that's a whole nother nightmare. That's a whole nother yeah. That's a whole nother can of worms. Um, okay. So next up was this very cool thing, and again, this is a. a, a it doesn't matter how old this was. It was really well done. Um, uh, in the, what was it? What do they call that podcast that they're doing now? Which is actually a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, uh, I know it's when you're talking search about. Search off the record podcast. And this is yeah. with uh, Gary Eish, 
uh, John Mueller and Martin Split from Google. <laughs> they're, they're quite the riot. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's totally geeky, but it's fun. Um, anyway, just to give you an idea of how geeky, um, they collectively asked Gary Eish what caffeine does. Now, caffeine is essentially what, John? Um, it's that stuff you find in tea and Mountain Dew. Yeah, exactly. Um, sometimes coffee. <laughs> and what does it do? It's been so long since I, I that that caffeine was launched. I'm trying to remember exactly how to explain it. It's well, just he, like baked, he classified baked it essentially the algorithm. It is the the core algorithm. But um, okay, it, it it's it's the crawler, the crawler that or sorry not the core algorithm, the core crawler. So. What he did is he described how it works. And I'm going to get into this. It's going to be a little bit geeky. There'll be links in the show notes that might help you if you want to look more into this. But um, step one, the crawler goes to the website. That crawler information is then sent to this the algorithm. So it is an algorithm. God, I'm having a hard day today. Um, <laughs> it, it, when it's being processed, it goes to a protocol buffer. This buffer, I've got to link to what the hell that means. Because again, I'm not a tech that techie. Um, the buffer then normalizes HTML. And they, the, the reason they have to normalize it is frankly, have you ever run a- uh, Well, just, just real quick, the devel developers.google.com describes protocol buffers since they can't click links. Um, protocol buffers are language neutral, platform neutral, extensible <laughs> mechanisms. <laughs> this is why I didn't read that. Centralizing <laughs> structure. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially they try and vanilla uh, make whatever they're getting vanilla, something that can be in interpreted by their, their buffer in the next step. Yeah, I think it, it yeah, exactly. Step two kind of explains it. it to me. Yeah, the buffer then normalizes the HTML. So most HTML pages are broken. If you ever run a, a, a HTML syntax checker on a site, it's just nightmarish. There's always problems. Well, yeah, this I don't thing, think I've ever seen a single site come back completely clean. Yeah, not, yeah, it's Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. So if it's, Mostly broken, they're going to have to clean it up. They you, they do this using an HTML lexer, which does exactly that. It makes everything simplified and proper, so they can then go to the next step. The and, and what they do is with the the output from this is an, a text HTML file, if you want to call it that. But it's it's the the information that's being sent to the next part. It's normalized then that again to H1, so it's even simplified more to heading ones, heading two, heading three, et cetera. And I thought this was really interesting, which includes reviewing the styling to try to determine the relative importance of each tag. Uh, this is also done for other formats like PDFs, spreadsheets, Word docs, <laughs> even Lotus files, which got quite a- Damn, I haven't heard the word Lotus in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really got to check all that. Like, wow. Lotus. Um, yeah, exactly. I never used it, never glad I never did. But um, anyway, they look at this and determine, you know, what is the relative importance of all? For those that are things. interested, Lotus was a software program that kind of went out of business around the time, same time CompuServe did. <laughs> God, <laughs> another name. Ah. Um, okay, so um, it's looks at the relative importance and then it is used, uses that in, the, in a further algorithm, right? Um, last that he shared is the meta tag examination. Um, this is very important. It has to look first at the meta robots. Does it say no index? If it does, they stop there. 
they don't go any further. Um, if it's any of the other ones, if they even if they don't ignore them, then they move on and, and, and they follow those if they can, or they take them as suggestions. Um, I can't even remember how many of them they use anymore that actually work because I deal with that, such simple sites. That sounds interesting. That's interesting to me that 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 the they look at the meta tags for the robots in step four. It doesn't yeah. seem efficient because they've gone through all this work. They've downloaded the page. They've normalized the page. Then they've normalized the structure and broke out all the different pieces and understood what formats were working. And then they decide whether or not they can put it in the index or not. It seems like think? something that should happen between two and three instead of four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. If not between one and two. Yeah, well, I've got other notes here. This is really interesting stuff for us geeks here. But he says uh, yeah. he also discusses how they parse PDF because it's a binary format that's difficult to process. They had to license. The... So, what's a binary format? Okay, so um, as I understand it, binary format. Well, I'm not even sure. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's very simple, uh, but it's 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 encoded essentially, right? So it's it's been compiled. I believe so. Let me look at that. All right, here we go. You had to ask binary. Uh -huh. I'm going to have to read this off now. <laughs> Wait, I want our listeners yeah. to understand. There we go. A binary format is a more complex storage solution than a plain text format, but it will typically provide faster and more flexible access to the data and use up less memory. A file with a binary format is simply a block of computer memory, just like a file with a plain text format. Anyways, it, it's in this case, and I'm getting to this, why they did this and probably would have answered the question is because um, it was PDF, which is owned by Adobe, they had to license the parser from Adobe to convert it from PDF to HTML. Um, so even they are beholden to, PDF, uh, to Adobe. <laughs> God, I thought that was funny. Um, uh, after all the years of them pretty much owning me, um, the same thing happens for other binary formats that they can index, whatever those may be. Um, like Word documents, spreadsheets, Lotus files, like we I talked about earlier. For assume so, although they can already index or they can already parse Word documents using Google Drive. And I don't mind, imagine they were able to buy that from Microsoft. So they must have found some way around that. Yeah. Because Microsoft wouldn't be happy to offer that, I don't think. Um, okay. Uh, now, this is interesting. Um, if they find iframes, spam, and other. Oh, out of place things in the header, the HTML lexer will close the header right before those tags and it starts the body from there on. Isn't wow. that interesting? So that if, is interesting. Yeah. So if you've misplaced a certain amount of content, uh, like iframes, um, spam, or anything like that, you put them in the header, um, they're going to actually boot that out of the header and make that part of your body so they can properly um, review it. So a, a, a simpler example, if you have a title tag in your header that's after a keywords meta tag that's full of about a hundred different keywords, <laughs> they won't see your title tag. Well, they're going to look they'll at create, it at some point, but they're they'll going create to. Their, no, they'll create their own. Mm, I almost guarantee possible. it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I can't guarantee it because I don't know, but that would be... A, a very good guess. It'd be part of their consideration still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they probably wouldn't treat it the same way because everything's gone to hell. Um, so yeah, uh, thankfully a lot of this is automated with CMS. You don't really see that kind of thing, but um, exactly. anyone who's messing with stuff is gonna have a problem. Um, 
very nerdy aspect here. There's a thing called the collapser. I tried to rewind it a few times to make sure that was what he said, but I think that's what he called. Anyway, it's, it's a tool that's used to verify 404 pages to see if they are valid or soft 404s. Um, Interesting. I, I would be very interested to know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, uh, uh, let's see. Here. <clears throat> the right one. Yeah. This, and this is a quote from Gary Ish. I love this. Um, for example, when you are writing an article about error pages, no, so, so this is an issue that comes up. I should preface this. This is an issue that comes up occasionally when they're dealing with 404s and it's caused, it's a bug. And he got a chuckle out of this, but he said, for example, when you're writing an article about error pages in general, and you can't for the life get it indexed, that's sometimes because our error page handling system, in this case, the collapser, misdetects your article as a 404 based on the keywords that you used. So it's a soft 404 error page. And basically it prompts caffeine to stop processing those pages. Huh. Just because you said the page is about 404s, you've actually got yeah. that word in there. And of course, someone had to jump in on this and, and Barry's are one of Barry's posts about this and say, this could be a great um, negative SEO technique. You could put 404 in someone's comment tag and, oh brother, anyway. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but let's hope it's not that smart. Or that's stupid, I mean, but anyway, um, on, on a lighter note, after all this, they joked about a, uh, a magic PR meta tag that will get your site ranked. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but Martin insists it must be a secret meta keyword tag. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Anyway, or the secret meta must be the keyword tag is what he said. Anyway. Wow. That's a lot there. But I know there's so much you get, it's a lot to even unpack mentally. Uh, there's, it, it seems very simple, but to us, there's lots of nuances there that are interesting. Um, there, this, this, this whole topic made me think, <laughs> I know this is a weird segue, but it made me think of a new show on the Fox network called next. Have you seen that? No, it's I, about, I saw you mentioned it, but. Yeah, it's about an artificial intelligence that gets loose in the world and basically doesn't want the world to know it's there. And they, they showed this coming scenes for the rest of the season. And one of the things it was doing to influence and manipulate the human race was to manipulate search results. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, um, let's jump into some local SEO news in a second, but we just need to take a quick break and then... Uh... Well, we still got lots to do, but we'll, no more breaks after this. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. 
That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, so for local SEO news, um, if you haven't already heard, or if you're not only a local business, it wouldn't matter to you, but if you are a local business and you haven't heard, uh, there are a, a type of ad called a local service ad. Um, this allows you to um, show up if someone's searching for, say, a plumber in your area and you're a plumber um, as uh, a business as it, with an ad, top of the page, um, and potentially a Google guaranteed tag next to you. Um, now, that was one of the, the, the um, categories that was available for quite a while, I believe, Plumber. Anyway, they've added more categories. It's quite lengthy now, and they've expanded to more countries, this service. Um, they've also made it uh, bidding instead of uh, just, they used to make it so that if you want it, because you have to pay for um, the leads that Google's generating for you through this service. It's a little different than any kind of pay-per-click. Um, in this case, it's lead payment. Well. They used to say, okay, what's your budget? Um, we'll just work with that. Now it's like, no, no. How much can you afford to pay max per, per lead? <laughs> and based <laughs> on that, the winner will get more exposure. Evil. Interesting. Smart. Can't blame them, but kind of evil too. Anyway, um, those new categories are added. You should check it out. Um, uh, yeah, the, the link to it will be in our, our show notes. It's too long for me to, to, to specify here. But if you look up local service sign up, local service ad sign up, LSA sign up, whatever, you'll probably find it within Google pretty quickly. Um, Google has also added a call history feature to Google My Business. So if you get calls through your Google My Business listing, which if you have a Google listing, it's likely that you do. Um, it is now going to show you uh, call history. These are generally the ones that you've missed, but these are only ones you've missed. Um, uh, so if you missed a call, it'll show you this and then you can then reach out to the person again. Quite cool, uh, new addition, and uh, I imagine it's quite welcome. All right, Mueller files. Woohoo. Now this is another big one. Why don't you take this one since I've been talking for a while. All right. So Google um, has told us by its many ways that it talks to us that the mobile first indexing um, is no longer going to be mobile first. It's going to be mobile only, which means they're going to stop looking at any content on your desktop version of your site that doesn't also appear on your mobile. 
Now they're not going to look at both. Basically, they're just going to stop looking at the desktop version yeah. and only look at the mobile version. So if you have content on your desktop version that does not appear under mobile version, that content will not be used to index your pages or determine relevancy or determine you know anything at all. They're just not going to look at it. Um, people are kind of freaking out about this, but they shouldn't be. This is what they told us they were going to do back in 2016. Right, he was on the wall, man. Yeah, when they launched this thing. And they actually had planned on making this change last month, September 2020. But they put it off to March 2021 because of COVID, hmm. right? So this is not something new. It's not something unexpected. But there's people who have been procrastinating that are now kind of in trouble. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, we got to fix this. If you have an MDOT site, um, basically, if your site is not responsive design, responsive, if you have a responsive design site, don't even pay attention to this. It doesn't impact you at all. No. But if you have a site that has both a desktop and a mobile version, even if they're exactly the same, you need to check um, to make sure they're exactly the same, basically. Um, the question- well, Also update your site because you should be responsive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good point. I should not have just assumed everybody thought that. <laughs> um, I mean, there is, I guess, a case for it, but it's rare that it's really worthwhile. It's definitely rare. But even so, if you don't have a responsive site now, March 2021, and you still don't have a responsive site, you could see fluctuations or dramatic changes, not in a good way, in your rankings. So All right. Be prepared. Yeah. So it, it is kind of big news because it's one of those things that they just announced and that's it. That's what's going to happen. And yep. I like that kind of simplicity. So. And again, it's, it's one of those rare times when Google says, this is when we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And except for this delay because of COVID, I think they've always said, yep, this is when we said we're going to do it. And this is when we've done it. Well, it's really no dis there's no disadvantage for them doing that either. It's not like they're giving no. it away. So why not? other than not a disadvantage, but but there are you have to consider there there are businesses that are hurting now because of COVID that might not have the money to change their site to to a uh, responsive design site, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure, at least I hope that Google's paying attention to that. And if COVID continues to get worse, um, that they postpone it yet again because businesses are not, there are businesses that are not doing that great right now. Um, far too many. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. Um, okay, uh, next up here. Uh, this is a post about the change of address tool. Um, the title of it is on, for instance, from Search Engine Roundtable, is Google's change of address tool is a setting toggle, not a status check. So all they're saying here is that if you do a change of address using Google Search Console, this means um, you've, you're switching to a new domain. Um, it will pretty much, I don't know if it's forever, but it's gonna say this site is currently moving. It's not going to update when it has moved. It's actually gonna stay that way. It's not a status check. It is simply saying that it's, it's, it's kind of silly to me, but anyway, that's how it is. And I can see why the hell it would annoy people. <laughs> Yep. I mean, it, it's like, I'm going to submit to Google the fact that I've changed our address. 
But instead of submitting it and they say, we received your submission, they just say, yep, you submitted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And two years from now, it'll tell you maybe that, yeah, you submitted that. Yeah, you're still in the middle of moving. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I've been there a while. I'm actually about to move again. What the hell? <laughs> That's a, that actually brings up a really good question. What happens if you do move again? Do you, does it? Yeah, it does. I'm glad I'm don't, not in that position. I don't know. Yeah. I've not used that tool in so long. It gives oh, yeah, me shivers moving the domain. It, and just so people know, the change of address tool, the primary use is not for like if you change a page, it's if you change domain names on yes. your website. Yeah, we're not talking right. about your address, physical address. This is your domain, yeah. your website so your address. Your domain name. And if you change that, and if you have to change your domain name multiple times anyway, you're doing something wrong. That's the last, from an SEO perspective, I can't think of a single thing that would have more of a potential negative impact than changing a domain name. You could do it right and you could get through it and survive, but it takes a lot of planning and work. Yeah, either you had the worst SEO ever or you don't have one if they're recommending you do that on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you should definitely consult more than one too if you're talking about something like that, I would suggest. For sure. Well, wow, that was a lot. Um, uh, there are some questions that we couldn't get to today. We just knew we had a, a fairly large show as is. So apologize, but we are looking forward to covering those in the next show. So on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. If you enjoyed the show, we'd also appreciate any feedback on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast stream. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.